0: Alright, hello everyone. My name is Josh, and this is the INC podcast. I am here with Sergey. Sergey, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Good day this week. Um, things are going well.
0: Awesome. So, just because this is the first show, we'll give you guys just a little bit of an intro. Uh, my name is Josh Shacknow. Now, I'm a Canadian immigration lawyer, and, and Sergey.
1: And uh, my name is Sergey. I help immigrants uh, and young professionals to find jobs, uh, build their careers, and help with the mindset management. Awesome.
0: So, what we thought a first episode, a good first episode, would be is to give you guys a success story, and a perfect one is Sergey because he is an immigrant who has moved to Canada and is now in a career. And so, we're going to take you through his story a little bit. He went through express entry. He's gotten study permits. So, we'll go through a bit of those details, and you can get an idea and I'll probe them a little bit, and uh, we're happy to answer questions in our LinkedIn group as well, which by the way, if you're not a member of, check out the INC LinkedIn group where we post content like this throughout the week. So Sergey, let's get started. I just wanna hear if you could tell us a little bit about where you grew up and at what point you were looking into or ready to make the move to Canada.
1: Sure, so I uh, grew up in Ukraine uh, in, um, in Eastern Europe, I spent uh, 24 years there, and um, I think the first time thinking about Canada uh, was probably um, in 2012, uh, just uh, a year or maybe a year and a half before I made the move, uh, and it really came about uh, when I was doing, when I was wearing my braces, and my uh, orthodont, uh, my doctor, he uh, just said, Sergey you're a smart guy, why don't you go to Canada? <laughs> And it, was, wow. and, and it was funny because uh, at that time, <clears throat> I didn't really even consider that, uh, and I was at the point of my life where I wasn't sure what to do because I just graduated with a master's degree, and I wasn't really sure. Do I want to do a PhD? Probably not because I don't really care much about that. And at that time, uh, my doctor sent his daughter to Toronto to study at Niagara Falls, and I started learning more about Canada.
0: Wow. Okay, so how old were you at the
1: time? I was 23 years old.
0: Okay, and so it was was about a year and a half later when you finally made the move?
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was was actually very quick, Uh, but um, I made the decision uh, when I was 23, but it was a longer process leading to that because I always was very interested in building my career uh, outside of my country. Uh, Why? Probably because I just wanted to learn... Uh, Different culture. I wanted to to see how um, other folks are able to uh, to live uh, outside of sort of uh, the Eastern European culture Uh, And so I was thinking a lot about it, but I didn't have the trigger I wasn't sure how to do it and it wasn't quite motivated enough to uh, Take a risk and so that that moment with my doctor was the trigger,
0: right? Interesting (laughs) so when you first came over you came over was it on a study permit
1: Yes. So the first time when I came into Canada, it was in, uh, in summer 2014 and I got my one year study work permit and I went to Seneca college.
0: Okay. And what did you take there?
1: So I went to with marketing, um, I went with marketing management program. And, uh, the reason I went with marketing was because I literally didn't like anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at, uh, before coming, I looked at all the Seneca college different programs and, uh, I just made it just as considered, will I like it or not? And it was a clear no to everything except maybe, just right. maybe, marketing. Right. so what I did, I just uh, like Googled it, and I opened the Wikipedia page to read a mm-hmm. little bit about marketing, and here it was.
0: Awesome. And can you speak a little bit about applying for the, the study work permit or the study permit itself? Was it difficult? Were there any hiccups?
1: Yeah. So the process itself... Is definitely not the most straightforward one unless you dealt with this types of things before so what we decided to do and uh, what my doctor recommended there's a lot of consultants uh, consultant uh, consultant agencies in Ukraine Mm -hmm. and uh, we just happened to use one of them and these guys they do all the work for you they go into the CAC website and they fill out all the applications which for me right now seem to be straightforward but Initially, when you start the process, it looks pretty scary. You don't right. really understand anything. What are you doing? Right. And so we paid these guys two hundred, three hundred dollars, maybe a little bit more, and uh, that they made it happen.
0: Two hundred Canadian.
1: No, it was U.S.
0: Okay. Wow, that's a good deal.
1: <laughs> it, it, it was. It was actually pretty decent. And uh, the way that these guys work is when you get, when I get accepted to a Canadian college, they get a really hefty commission. So, that's, how okay. they, how, that's their business model.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, so, you come over on the study permit. You study for a year. What happens when you graduated?
1: So, when I graduated, it was a great question actually. <clears throat> because my program was one year, I graduated and I got uh, a choice. Um, I, ha- I either had to continue my study uh, for the second year uh, to have two full years of study and apply for a three-year work permit. Or I could just get one-year work permit and try my luck of finding a job. So right. I had this difficult choice while I was working uh, my very first job in Canada with a co-op. I was a marketing coordinator. So I had this choice. wasn't sure what to do. And I had uh, talked with one of my friends at college. He was wise enough to suggest me to go with a second-year program, regardless of what it is, to get the three-year work permit to make sure I get that uh that extra buffer to right. to, just, to so it.
0: just to clarify if you complete the two years of, of college or university you're then eligible for a three year work permit
1: correct so right. um, in most cases you will get three years uh, sometimes you get two but um, most in most cases the CAC uh, will give you up to three years of work permit which, right. is, which gives you that much more flexibility while you're looking for a job and then planning your next move of applying for permanent residence.
0: Gotcha. So so you do the 2 years and you got the 3 year yes permit?
1: Yeah, I I got the 3 year permit. It was a lot of stress. I had my uh, old password and uh, was uh, really uh, a lot lots of ask, lots of questions, lots of back and forth with my friend what I do what I do, how would I make sure I explain it in the simplest terms possible for right. the CAC, but uh, it did work in the end.
0: And did you do that yourself, the the work permit application?
1: Yes. I did it myself, but it's always this uh, nerve wracking process when you are right. sitting with your laptop and you're like, Oh, I'm not sure what to say here. What do you do? Well I just text my friends. Right. <laughs> and like,
0: oh did you do this? Okay. Were, were there any online resources that you used at the time? Were there many?
1: Uh I Honestly, I won't even remember anything what I what I I think there was a forum. It's called like Canada visa or something like Yes,
0: yeah, Canada com. Yeah, yeah, and,
1: and I, I I know there's like folks who live there like they answer ton of questions and I would just search in Google and there will be a topic that pops up on there and I would read it um, and but the questions were not that uh, difficult it's more of a when did you enter Canada or the question of like what was your last last experience and you're not mm-hmm. sure do you do you give your Canadian experience or do you give your uh, experience in your country so there are right. some things that are right. to try and qual- qual- to uh, clarify
0: right okay so you get your work permit and you start working here at what point did you start thinking about permanent residency
1: Oh, I was never. I, I never forgot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was. It was always in my mind, right. and uh, it was. Uh, it was really important. But I think also for me, uh, it was really important to get the job that I would enjoy doing, right. uh, and <clears throat> I was willing to uh, to take my time mm-hmm. to find a job that I really like, uh, even though it might put my permanent residence residency at risk, which is very logical. But that's what I thought at the time, right. uh, and. Uh, so I started thinking about it right after I got my three-year work permit. When I got the job, um, I wasn't mm-hmm. really thinking too much about it at the job because the job was really hard. I, I was barely able to survive. And then, <laughs> after a few months when it got a little better, I started looking at: is it even the is it even the NOC qualified? And it was. I was lucky enough.
0: Right. So maybe let's take a. Quick sidebar for the job part. Was it tough getting that first job?
1: It was extremely hard. I would never, ever um, thought that it was that difficult because uh, I think as a student, you uh, you hear the reality that your professor tells you, and our professor told us multiple times, the job search takes six months, and subconsciously, you don't believe it. You think, I got it, but... You know, the, <clears throat> oh,
0: for other people, it's probably that hard, but it won't be that hard for me. <laughs>
1: you always believe there's a shortcut. and I believed that there was a shortcut. I believed that my professor will introduce me to people who will happily, happily hire me. Mm-hmm. and that just didn't happen. <laughs> so I betted on that. I was super excited, I was really pumped. And after the graduation day came, nothing happened. and there was this six month of long, hard journey.
0: right. And do you have any advice for those either looking from the outside of Canada or maybe they're here on and, and have just graduated or they have a study permit or work permit on, on a few? Qu- I know we could do we probably should sure. do a full podcast oh, well, on this yeah. but uh, just a few quick tips.
1: Yeah, I mean I think uh, you just have to realize that the job search takes a lot of time and uh, that um, just, may, just don't look for an easy way finding a job. Uh, just put in the work is super important. Mm-hmm. Just take your time, put in the work, uh, look at how different resumes are written because you really want to understand how to write a good resume from the outcome-based perspective. And uh, you really want to take the time to, to understand what is the outcome, why is it important. And what happens when you do that is you come closer to the realities and you come closer to what Canadian employers are looking for. And don't right. be afraid to speak to other people. Don't be afraid to reach out to other folks because that, that, is, that is, this is where you can gain a lot of knowledge which otherwise you will not. So uh, ask a question, don't be afraid, ask your professors, your network, uh, reach out to people on LinkedIn. Um, and this is, even if you face rejection, you still will learn something, and right. and and you just need one person to say yes, or you need just one referral, and then somebody will refer you to somebody else, and you learned something that you would never find online. So really, not being afraid and taking the time to learn will be the key right.
0: things. You can tell that's your, your topic of passion because <laughs> of the how, how in depth you went with the <laughs> answer. So we'll we'll definitely you know put up some more resources and do some more episodes diving into the details of that. But let's shift back to uh, so express entry. You you get this job, you're working hard, it finally settles down a bit, you have some breathing room. What steps do you take for express entry?
1: Yeah so uh, what I did first, I looked at uh, making sure that the job is NOC qualified, which means that uh, I'm able to use this job for my permanent residency. Mm-hmm. And it was good, but also I wanted to make sure that my job description, uh, which is the most important part, uh, is is uh, is a fit. So I spent a lot of time on um, taking basically what I did. I copy pasted the, the job description from the CAC website. Uh, and then I changed the description, I changed it to what I'm doing at my role, mm-hmm. uh, in a way of, uh, I changed the words, I changed the different processes that we use, uh, and I added a few more responsibilities. Right. A- and after I'd done that, I talked to a lot of people and gathered as much feedback as possible, uh, sent send a job letter to my friend, and get in as much uh, information as possible. This will this will pass before actually submitting it.
0: Right, and so and what about the IELTS? Did you write the IELTS?
1: Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it wasn't a, it was not a great experience. No, it, it was. Uh, so this was my second time I I I did IELTS. The first time I did it was just before um, going to Canada. It was in twenty thirteen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was okay, but I still wasn't happy about getting 6.5 on my (laughs) (laughs) speaking
0: test. Right. That could be another episode, actually, because I actually took the IELTS a few few months ago, yeah, just to uh, better be able to talk about it and advise clients. Um, So we could definitely do an episode on IELTS uh, tips and tricks. Sure. Um, Okay, so, so you did that, and did you do the application by yourself?
1: Uh, yeah so I did application by myself I was trying to uh, I was trying to uh, to hire or to uh, to get somebody to help me um, to make sure I minimize as much risk as possible so I had a few mm-hmm. former uh, CEC officers that I was trying to connect with and right. <laughs> uh, obviously I wasn't willing to pay anything more than a certain amount right. <laughs> and it was considerably less than they what they wanted but um, I ended up submitting it myself, and uh, I think it was interesting because I was on the phone with this with a lady who was helping this uh, this uh, CAC former CAC officer and uh, currently immigration consultant, and she told me like, "You know everything. Why are you on the phone?" Right. <laughs> and I I did know pretty, quite a lot, but uh, obviously there's always more to learn. But right. I ended And
0: up- and do you say that because you had done a lot of research on your own?
1: Um. I did quite a lot of research on my own. Uh, where
0: if, where were you Where were you doing that research?
1: Yeah, so most of my research was done with my friends who went through the process. Right. And actually, just remember now, I, w- I had a classmate who uh, who is applying or he's uh, who applied for a license to be um, an immigrant immigration consultant. Mm-hmm. So this guy he knows quite a lot. Uh, and he was telling me a little bit about the process, where mm-hmm. to click, where not to click, right. <laughs> things like that. But uh, I didn't really spend too much time on on research online, probably just because of my uh, innate skepticism. But uh, right. that, that was pretty much it.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I've adapted my services because Express Entry is... It's fairly streamlined, it's all online, and there's so many resources that, that most people want to do it themselves, and then maybe they just want a lawyer or a consultant to review it. So I've kind of switched more to just reviewing uh, yeah. for, for obviously a more moderate fee. Um, and so you applied on, on your own, and, and what was the timeline like?
1: Oh, the, it, the timeline was, was really interesting. I think uh, I applied with uh, my, uh, my uh, 464 points or something like this. And I got invited in literally like four days or five days. Right, uh, it was the uh, automatic um, invite that right. uh, C C So I was like, oh, this is exciting. Right, but with, I mean, it
0: with a sorry, you said four sixty four.
1: No, no, it was four to five days.
0: No, your your CRS score.
1: Right. So the score was uh, four hundred four hundred sixty four. Okay. Like, yeah. So that's a
0: pretty that's a pretty good score. Yeah. Right. So okay. So you got invited to apply in about in about five days how long did it take you to submit the application
1: yeah so that's a good question it took me a long time it was a little bit frustrating i was so ready i was like working (laughs) like a long time um like after 10 p.m trying to to get all the documents but it wasn't it took time just because collecting everything wasn't you just can't get it in one day and there are certain applications like um, your police certificate like takes a yeah, bit of time and medical exam, medical ex- and
0: reference letters. These are things that obviously yeah. take time. So
1: they took me it took me a little bit of time, but I think it took me like three weeks, maybe three and a half weeks. Right. Uh, but I was uh, I was aiming to submit it as soon as possible. Uh, but then when I have every, when I had everything, I submitted it in exactly the same day. Just didn't wait at all.
0: Right. And then how long did it take from? When you submitted it to your approval,
1: yeah, it was it was relatively quick. It was about two months, maybe two and right. a half months. Uh, so it wasn't that bad.
0: Mm. Um, I so start to finish, it it was only about like three months for you. Yeah, wow.
1: Yeah, it was it was a, yeah. it was, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty straightforward one. And once I got the once I got the PR. Um, I w- Once I got this invitation, I was like, okay, I got to go to the United States right away as soon as possible because I was already thinking about citizenship.
0: Right. Wow. Because okay. I wouldn't
1: want to waste any days.
0: Right. That. Right. Uh, cool. So any other tips or, or insight you have for those that might be considering either moving to Canada or applying for their PR, whether inside or outside of Canada?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, uh, you have to there there there's a lot of people that claim that can help you but there's very few that can truly uh, deliver uh, an objective opinion and and Mm -hmm. truly help you uh, with your advice so I would just recommend to um, to find this those people and look at what content they produce look at uh, um, how present they are online Uh, like for example like if I knew Josh before uh, I would definitely go through um, like your uh, your help because it, it's it immediately um, like listening to you, to you and all reading your content it it builds credibility mm-hmm. uh, and uh, this is super important and then you meet somebody in person and then you can see how like how Josh is ridiculously detail oriented uh, and it is so important uh, and then it yeah, definitely builds it's, it's trust.
0: tough to it's tough to get a full sense of someone else when you're just. Seeing their words typed on a screen, as opposed to talking on the phone, meeting them in person, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's a good
1: point. That's true. Like, uh, it's it's always good to to meet in person or just even listen to them. Like we're doing the podcast, uh, you right. could hear uh, that the real people. You could hear what they think, and mm-hmm. uh, and that also brings credit, credibility. Uh, and then, you know, as I mentioned before, with the job search, just call them and ask them and. And that would right. be, be a good good, good
0: way. Awesome. Great. Well, I think this was a great kind of intro and, and background story. And I think we've uncovered some topics that we should dive deeper into in future episodes. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any specific questions or topics that we've maybe glossed over that you would like us to go deeper on or do an episode on, feel free to leave a comment in the INC LinkedIn group or, or wherever this is posted and uh, we'll make sure to get to it.
1: Totally. Well, guys, it was, it was great. Uh, I think uh, we covered a few things, but uh, happy to dive in into uh, some more details. And if you have questions, just hit us up on the INC group on LinkedIn and, uh, or just DM me or Josh. Uh, we'll be happy to do a podcast on that. There's lots of content you find online. Unfortunately, the quality of that content is le- it's, uh, it's not as, as good as you'd like. And you only find out Many months later. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, we'll be be happy to help you guys.
0: Awesome. Thanks again for sharing your story, Sergey. And uh, we'll talk to you guys in the next episode.
1: Later, guys.